Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement, and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, the Christmas Eve edition. So yeah, it's time to go ahead and record and have one for the occasion, uh, just to keep it going when I enjoy doing it. But welcome, glad you could join me on this day and want to first talk about what is my goal here. The goal of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast is to use safety is that direct metric that drives leadership. It drives learning within your organization. And I'll say that if you're not using safety as kind of a litmus test or a method to evaluate how you're leading or how you're learning or the education or the training part of your organization, you're missing out on something fantastic to really use to gauge the part of your team that is that people side. It's a great metric. It's something that's regulatory required. Great opportunity to use that information. And so I hope you are. And if not, hey, there's a lot of great podcasts and blogs out there, uh, not just from me, but I've got quite a few. Please peruse them. But uh, there's quite a few others out there that, that cover very similar topics. Hope you're checking them out and helping learn through this methodology that we call safety. So starting things off, uh, back to my favorite topic in COVID. Uh, We are still talking about it. It's still evolving, still changing like a phoenix from the ashes. The OSHA Emergency Temporary Standard was revived. The Sixth Circuit Court overturned the the hold on it. And here we are, we're going to back into uh, having to reevaluate and utilize the OSHA ETS that was issued. They have moved it because now the deadlines are extremely close to the first one till the first of the year, but we still don't have a lot of time to begin policy writing, compliance, and follow through. So a lot of work ahead of us in the new year to prepare for COVID. One of the interesting items that has evolved from this is that there is now a comment period that is going to be issued, not that it has to be for the emergency temporary standard, but there is talk within OSHA and they seem to be walking the path of making it a permanent standard, which is really interesting to me because at first COVID was supposed to be a six month thing. Well, first it was two weeks to, to flatten the curve. Then it was six months. Then it was a year. Now it's two years. Now we're into further than that. And they're talking about making it permanent 
which is tells us, uh, tells me especially that this may be something we deal with for the rest of every time that it's going to be something we're always going to have to worry about that. It's always going to be part of what we do as a safety organization, as a safety profession, which is scary to think that something like that could happen uh, from the standpoint of where, what was it? We were supposed to be able to, to beat this. Uh, now we're going to have to permanently regulate it. Not sure what that says. There's a lot of commentary out there. There's a lot of uh, predictions, a lot of ideas, a lot of philosophies. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that for the moment, but just be aware we're in this situation as safety people and this isn't temporary anymore. It looks like something we are going to be working through and working with for a very long time. So something to think about in the Northeast New York, of course, had their mandate going into effect soon. Boston has followed their example and has created their own mandate. So if you're in the Northeast, some of the larger cities up there are starting to take on the must be vaccinated to be in the city, to work in the city. That's been interesting because the enforcement process is very interesting and they're usually, they're leaving it up to a lot of organizations themselves to check to validate that if you're coming into that business to do work, that you should be validated before you're able to begin that work, that there's some sort of process in place to check vaccinations. Uh, Boosters right now are not being double-checked or extra-checked to make sure that you have it. Not sure that will evolve. I have a feeling that will be part of it eventually, that there'll be some sort of validation for follow-up, because I think there has to be at this point if, there is continually evolving the different variants, the different I uh, preparedness for the vaccinations to kind of like a flu shot that there's different variants out there. And so every year you get a different strain to prepare your body for whatever that strain could be. I think this is something that we're going to have to buckle in for. And at first I really hoped, I, I think more hoped than thought that we wouldn't have to prepare for this for the long term, that this would be something we could overcome and move on. And we haven't been. And here we are still talking about it as we're going into 2022 to prepare for it. And again, as a safety person, I'm sure you're feeling it too as a leader or as a safety professional, that this is tough because we're putting so much every day. I get three or four or five plenty of communications of concerns of what are we doing with COVID? What are we changing? Okay. What's the New York office going to do versus the Boston office versus the rest of the country where other States are not as stringent. What's going to be our process and our policy for all that. And on top of it, we still have all, and I've said this a hundred times and I know I have, but I can't help it. We still have everything else we were dealing with. We were still full. We still had a full plate without it. And now we're fully in it. And it's so complex. Uh, the HR part of it, especially having that partnership with human resources, having our policies, having our alignment, communicating to our team. Again, it's creating a lot of uncertainty. It's creating a lot of concern. Every time the law changes, there's a core group that are worried that they don't feel like for whatever reason, they don't 
want to be lose their job, that they want to be safe. They've made a decision based on who they are, but they ultimately don't want to lose their job either. And so it creates fear. It creates concern. But we're going to work through it. And that's one thing I have tried to keep appearances of. And I, I really do feel like it. We can overcome it together. If your organization is putting your people first, whatever direction you've chosen, if you're thinking about safety, if you're leading with safety, you're going to make some good decisions for your team. You're going to find a way to overcome it. And I think that's the real story is we can overcome it. We can find a path. We can do it. And I think that's exciting too. I think I always love fixing problems, but man, this one just keeps evolving. We'll find a way. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk more when I come back after the break. I've got more of the leading and learning through safety podcast, but we're going to go positive. We're going to take it. We're going to finish off uh, this Christmas Eve edition with some positive information and go from there. More podcast right after this. You've got a friend in the safety business. Who wants to help your team work safer? The safety dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, the safety dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right, the safety dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, the safety dude. So who is the safety dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amalgamated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety. www.tsdamalgamated.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So when I look back over the course of the year, as we've entered this, and this is the, I happen to be broadcasting this one on Christmas Eve, uh, putting it out there for my broadcasting it. <laughs> that's, uh, man, it's an old way of saying it. But as this podcast is released uh, as part of Christmas Eve, if you celebrate that, I want to talk about some of the great things that I have seen in the safety field this year. And I've been very fortunate to experience some pretty cool things. And I love telling stories about my experiences. And I think one just happened recently and I was so excited. And I think I was very lucky it worked out this way. And I can take absolutely zero credit for this. I happen to be an observer. I happen to be someone who was involved is basically a final check in the box but we were building. So part of what we do at the company I work for is we we build cogeneration units and we can do all kinds of amazing things with these cogeneration units. Um, and I'm affiliated with this company. One of the items we were doing is we were putting it in a container that the container was going to be built and fitted out with the unit. And we had a number of these we were going to build and create. And so we started building this one and the first couple, it was tough, very manual process. And we were going to decide ultimately we were going to hire some, some professional riggers and professional movers to move the equipment into the canister that we had already retrofitted, cut the holes, had the doors, had everything ready, but the equipment itself to be moved in was such a hassle and so time consuming and so manual. We didn't want to put the risk on our team. So we were going to hire people to do it. Come to find out, yeah, we could hire somebody. 
they were readily available, going to be there, but they, well, I say readily available. They were at the time we made phone calls, but then they weren't. Uh, so we weren't able to do it. So we had to think about a different way of doing it. And here is an opportunity that you lead through safety and leading through safety is so multifaceted. So the first item we did is we pulled the team together. I say we, again, I'm giving credit to the team that did this. I was really an observer. I gave the final approval for what their, their process was going to be to do it safely and to try it again. I had no thought process in it other than, man, great job. And I got to observe it and I got to see it and benchmark it. So I'm going to use it as a benchmark to help teach about safety. But again, man, kudos to that team. Can't say enough good things. But the first thing they did was they came together as a team and they talked about what are the hardest things we're doing? What makes this difficult? What makes it impossible to do? What is the toughest points of contention? And they talked about, okay, here's the problems. And they started brainstorming ways they could make it better. How can we do this and make it safer to make it easier on you? So here it starts the conversation with first, we're concerned with safety because this is some heavy stuff being put into a a container with minimal fit, not a lot of room to maneuver, but it has to fit precisely put together and then ship it out as a unit. And they first use safety as that starting point. How can we do it safely? And what I love is it wasn't one person making the decision. We pull the team together that has done it before and we talk about it. Right there, safety leads to teamwork. It leads to engagement. We're listening. And then we acted. We had ideas for portable rollers, some some toe jack stands that were very low profile that could get under it, raise it up just enough to put the rollers under it. Then we could steer it. The rollers even had uh, tow lines. You could hook a rope to tow it to where you didn't have to put your hand anywhere near the pinch points. We had a methodology in place for making sure we could bolt it down safely. And the team came up with these very simple ideas. Existing equipment, nothing that was abnormal, things that existed already, and they had ideas of how they could go and do it. And we didn't just start building, we bought the equipment that they recommended, and we sat down and looked at it step by step. How do we implement it? Where is the risk? How do we eliminate the risk? And so here we are, we're leading again with safety. I can't say this enough. We start with the premise of how do we do it safely? We then incorporate people. We bring our team together and we talk about how do we do it? And then we do it step-by-step, very slow, very deliberate. This process would normally take for one finished unit, one day, a full shift within four hours, half a day. I got the email or the notification that it was done because I wanted to know because we were trying this new. It was brand new. We were going to take our time. We were going to do it very deliberately, very slowly, lots of communication of how things were moving, where your hands are, making sure everyone is clear, half a day. You can't, in the safety world, things like that just don't, that kind of gift, (laughs) it's an early Christmas gift in the safety world for me. Something like that just doesn't come and lay itself in in your lap. But here you are. Here we are. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, this is the perfect example of why we work safely. 
why we should look at in the lean process. Look at your process. Focus on your process and the desire, what you want from your process. And number one should be, we want our people to walk away from our process safely. We bring our people in like a Kaizen event. It's a team-based improvement event. We're going to focus on the improvement. We're going to plan for a whole day of work because we don't know how long it's going to take. And the truth of the matter is, even with taking our time from considered the time before we've done it, we've added the safety processes in. They saved us four hours. (laughs) Usually safety is a time sink. It's a positive time sink. But in this case, it showed efficiency. It showed that we can do it safer, we can do it better, and we can have better quality because the equipment is in there in the right place without having to be manhandled. And it worked out well. Man, kudos to the team. I thought that was fantastic. And it was a a perfect example of why. Why do we focus on leading with safety? So I want to throw out a few things. Coming up in the new year, a few things happening. I'm going to be part of a panel discussion with Safety and Health Magazine along with Alert Media later in January. You can sign up for that uh, for that webinar coming up. Very excited. We're talking about safety culture and sustaining that safety culture. Also later, uh, early in next year, the ATSSA. Uh, 52nd annual convention is happening. I will be there talking about safety and how we instill safety as motivation to our team and how we make that part of what we do every day. So really excited for the things coming up in the new year. Hope you're going to join me for these things. Hope you'll continue to listen to the podcast, of course. And remember, as we go into this Christmas season, be careful. Christmas trees, presents, all that stuff very flammable. Um, we'll see a lot of reminders about that. So I would be amiss not to also say something about be careful of fire safety during this holiday. You don't want that to ruin uh, whatever festivities you are involved in. And until next time we chat, stay safe. listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the conversation on the web at www.thesafetydude.org. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.